Welcome to another episode of the Casually Serious podcast with Fazil and Abhinav. Today we have with us uh, a very busy person, <laughs> a very very busy person, and uh, a text. I, at least to my opinion, a textbook example of somebody who followed the calendar to the T because uh, I kept, <laughs> I kept persistently, you know, asking him if he was free enough to, free, you know, if he was able to make time for a um, podcast. And I think right. uh, here we are, we are making it uh, happen this time. We have with us Sumer Rai. Uh, an ex entrepreneur right now and as in uh, who is back to the corporate life who is back to more importantly i think we are here to discuss um how entrepreneurship is post post a you know undergraduate how it is how does it work you know it's yeah uh, over to you <laughs> okay. looking back i had a lot of fun and uh, the personal growth was immense yeah there okay. were days where i was questioning you know is this all worth it what am i doing over here but uh, looking back i think everybody has to go through that once at least in the life right mm-hmm. if you're not uncomfortable i feel you're doing something wrong correct and that's why that's what i kept telling myself that okay you know whatever happens i'm going to come out of this better than i was 2 years back mm-hmm. and i see so many of these kids saying you know my cat ke liye ek saal gap le leta and that's justified nobody Just- backs an eye for taking that just a just a, um, a reference you know for so those of us listening to this podcast cat is a management exam management exam a management exam for uh, you know taking admission to mba colleges so yeah i think you, you go over it yeah you were saying yeah, yeah. so yeah so in my third year i was always kids saying you know um i'll take of gap year for cat and mm. nobody backs an eye at that that's considered completely normal and you act, at times you actually encourage to do that why because you can get an iim degree if you crack the class but whenever when i told my friends you know i am going to uh, dump my job not dump i would mm. say leave my job not start my yeah, job yeah, yeah. to yeah. Uh, start my own company there are always going to be a few eyebrows raised Correct. but <laughs> if you actually look at the logic behind it there is a 5% chance of your company making it through the first year i mm. think so around that mm-hmm. or maybe 70% companies fail in the first year 5% are successful overall whatever From my from my research, there's a five percent chance you're going to make it big. Mm. There is a zero point nine nine percent chance of you making it to the IIMs. So okay. mathematically, if you look at it, you have a better aspect of being <laughs> successful in your business. Now Correct. let's talk about the reward. Yeah. Okay, yes, an IIM degree is great. You get a lot of network, but the immediate reward is going to be a salary of two to three lakhs a month, right? A business it could be anything. You could even earn north of a crore. Ah. so the rewards aspect the business is better now let's right. look at the loss aspect the loss aspect is that in a cat you have not cracked a school of your dreams and you have to go back to corporate right realistic right. outcome realistic outcome in a startup is that your startup has not taken off and you have to go back to corporate both very realistic outcomes can happen but what happens is that i feel if you have spent a year studying cat you don't have many transferable skills Yes, you're thinking clearer. You you have a better command of your language, but if you go and set up your own startup and you do that diligently, you actually put in your weight behind it. You actually get up every morning, work those ten twelve hours every day. Mm-hmm. You have learned not only a self motivation, but skills like compliance, skills like digital marketing, skills like web development, skills like product management, skills like biz dev, biz dev. Which company won't want you after that? Correct. So <laughs> you are actually spending that year transforming yourself 
getting skills that is the low side of it that's the low side of it agree and the high side of going for a startup is that you want to make a lot of money yeah mm-hmm. what's I difficult think, you know, I, i think you know with regard to the journey you know like you know we have a lot of time to discuss with regard to your journey especially we have a couple of exciting questions lined up for you but then but then you know before we begin i think we feel responsible to always mention why we invite the guest you know we it's it's very important to the both of us because um one thing i think when we be- i i began with introducing that you know um you are an ex entrepreneur which you know there's a lot of there's a arsenal of skills that you've gained which we possibly want to benefit from right so both of us and also because you know you mentioned something on the lines of return on karma <laughs> before uh, you know on our calls in the couple of conversations that we that we both had you mentioned return on karma and i think i want to highlight a bit about that as well because it was so nice to listen to and the third thing was because like um just outside graduation you're doing something which is extremely hard i think um, that requires a little more of appreciation and a little more of um, you know thought uh, you know there's a method to that madness why you came to that rate so <laughs> we wanted to explore on those sides right. but before all of this a little bit of a, a, a bit of an introduction from your side you know which where do you attend college and stuff like that yeah what's your uh, firm about how did you guys operate and all yeah makes sense makes sense uh, so i went to christ university for my undergraduate I did a bachelor's in business administration from Christ University. Uh, I graduated in two thousand and nineteen. So I felt that Christ that time was probably one of the best uh, DBA schools. I think we were ranked one. Now we must be ranked two or three. But that time we had a lot of smart people coming into Christ, mm-hmm. and the ethos was really really nice. It was competitive. A lot of smart people in over there. But mm-hmm. I felt that when I looked at third year, right, I felt that the decisions they were taking in terms of what jobs to take up or careers to go for. not really match to what the interests were so somebody's marketing is going for something in banking somebody in banking is going for something in hr mm. it was yeah. sort of like jo hal lagya wo le lete whatever we get we we'll take more than <laughs> yeah. you know a systematic thought process of okay what do i want what are the companies that i actually want to go for mm-hmm. so i felt that a major reason why people are doing this is because there is a lack of career education in the country where Correct. people don't know about different industries people don't know what are different job titles let alone how to get these jobs mm-hmm. like so, the, the after effects like the after effects of doing the degree what what streams can you get into right is that what you're saying right precisely or just what industries are there you know what yeah. what are the different industries out there what are the upcoming industries it doesn't have to be like a stream or you know in terms of just narrowing it down right that okay i'm interested in startups okay i'm interested in banking oh no no i'm interested in foreign banking Mm-hmm. so uh, i feel that 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 exposure to industries not come into place right and right. Uh, people didn't even know like what are the jobs in marketing what are the jobs in hr or what are the jobs in operations so i felt that the industry relevance was not there in terms of uh, career education mm-hmm. people didn't know much about it so mm-hmm. i wanted to target that problem and mm-hmm. i felt that edtech was booming so a good way to go is that target the schools because you have parents now who are willing to pay for something like this mm-hmm. that was the assumption i went forward with mm-hmm. and we went ahead and built something known as the experiential learning career counseling model mm-hmm. what was the idea the idea was through short video case studies you get to understand what exactly goes down in the industry what are the kind of jobs you'll have to do what are the kind of skill sets you'll have to attain mm-hmm. so there were short video case studies how did we make these video case studies we went to different mentors spoke to them curated their insights 
and got them back made content based on their insights so right. that was the idea we wanted to go forward um we club that with career counseling and admissions counseling as well and we had a ecosystem built where you can explore different career options you can get mentorship and will also help you attain what your immediate goal is so for example in 10th grade you want to go to the 11th grade in 12th grade you focused right. on college so right. that was the idea behind compass okay uh-huh. okay so um uh, your company's name is compass yeah okay um great um so like that is like um, that was an impressive idea one question is you know how did you um i think college aspect was one thing where you mentioned yes college was one of the inspiration the placement process was one of the inspiration with respect to uh, you know getting through this idea but then i think um a, a diving a little more about how you guys operated right i think you started solo and then how did you uh, a bit about that as well if you could share okay so let's break the question down by operated you mean our career counseling aspect our business development aspect or just the different departments we had i think i um, think it means like the the behind the scenes you know how it all yeah. began how the team began how where was the first footing step where was the foundation yeah. laid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah because like because in at, at, at least for the both of us me and uh, fazil we are starting this even smaller venture which is a podcast where we there mm-hmm. is a lot of i i know in no sense can i ever compare a podcast to a startup but at least to a smaller scale we know how it is to delegate like delegate to somebody else and yeah. do things ourselves as well how did it begin for you because i think personally you wouldn't have begun right out of college you must have begun during college as well at least to get yeah. a you know to paint a picture for yourself on what you're trying to sign up for right so yeah just a bit about that okay makes sense so um basically we started in 2017 okay and i graduated in 2019 so about a good towards end of 2017 all of 2018 beginning of 2019 a good one and a half two years we were dwelling on this idea about how to go about with it mm-hmm. and so from uh, college, like during college all, during college it began huh Hmm. Yeah, the whole ideation, the whole talking to people, the whole writing your business plan, sending it out for business tests, seeing what are people thinking about it—all of that started in college. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the first thing what we did was that um, first thing I, I spoke to a lot of friends. That's the mm-hmm. first thing I did, and I found that who are the people who actually believe in this idea, and who are the people who have the courage to take that step out of college. So mm-hmm. I got my co-founder from my friend group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he stuck around with me for these two years okay. so that's the first person i connected with mm-hmm. then i knew that we are going to we going to need manpower to do this both of us can't do everything completely uh-huh. so right. we floated a few advertisements by advertisements i mean whatsapp messages spoke mm-hmm. you know uh, went to different right. classes said that hey we starting this uh, would any of you like to join us so mm-hmm. we got a good team of 10 15 people that time everybody Correct. wants to work for free because they were attracted to the idea and okay. i knew deep down that these people won't be coming with me after i graduate and that's completely fine you know leverage the people who you have at hand right now and they're all talented yeah. people and they're all well meaning people so correct i felt that let's do that mm-hmm. we have out of those 10 15 people the people who actually work for on 5 or 7 always going to have happen correct so these 5 or 7 people really helped me start up you know that i did not know about psychometric evaluations that whole career counseling aspect so i had Correct. two friends helping me out from the psychology aspect they helped me build my psychometric evaluations taught me a lot about that i mm. had one friend who was in the content creation space so mm. she helped us understand you know how it's like to make videos how it's like to write how it's like to shoot so we understood that 
had another friend who helped me understand the business development aspect so okay. he actually set up our sales funnels told us where all to go how to actually get people you know how to get sales jugad aspect so we had all these four five people helping us out handling different different departments they really help us set up because by the time i was this, out of college is this is this was this a daily thing like how many hours did you guys put yeah. together per day because or was it like a weekend weekend pay because you know you said you mentioned because you you were in the college it was like two years till for you to graduate and you created it, a team within in that atmosphere itself so how did the think, time help you or you know the entire it, college aspect of it is it's keeping consistency and motivation because you know when mm. you're saying all these things it, it it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a lot of work uh, yeah. just for the both of us it's a lot yeah you feel like you yeah. need to have 48 hours in a day or something ha <laughs> huh. no that that i think is a bit of a misconception i feel that okay. um looking back i did put in those long hours and even after i graduated i was used to work about 6 days a week and the 7th day also used to take meetings okay. but looking back i feel that that is one mistake we did we should have thought more and acted less okay and uh, probably spent more money on hiring people instead of doing things on our own so mm-hmm. i'll tell you i'll tell you how we handled in college first and then i'll tell you about a little bit about why i felt that this hustle culture of working 48 hours a day or even you know spending what 100 hours a week is not correct it actually doesn't it doesn't help out anybody so okay. in terms of college i had a pretty strict college christ university and we had to be in campus from 8:30 to 3:30 every day in fact the learnings are such that i'm still wearing a shirt on a saturday i haven't forgot any of that kind of stuff so yeah. you know it was it was a bit strict you had to come well groomed you had to have you had to wear a shirt in the morning you couldn't so sleep in class you couldn't a school like atmosphere in a college kind of thing precisely precisely so right over there we lost those hours in the day 6 to 7 hours in a day we lost over there because we couldn't do anything in college and after that also you have one or two assignments so you had to be you you got free around 5 o'clock 5 536 you got full uh yeah. something that helped me a lot was that i always kept something that excited me so i was a management fester in uh, college so i used to go for all these case study competitions so basically i took up all the different case study competitions for entrepreneurship where i had to build a product and pitch a product right. so i in, i put in line what i enjoy with my business so that forced me i have to come up with a business plan on monday so i have to stay up on friday saturday sunday cut my weekend to do that work next weekend we have another uh, another project so i have to show work you know i have to work throughout the week but i can actually put forward something next weekend so yeah. that drove me i always use external stimulus to motivate myself i i think it's a great hack everybody should try doing it because at some time or the other motivation is going to die out and you need Correct. something external at times to get it through and slowly slowly you will build up your internal stimulus as well slowly right. slowly you will be able to build up how you are working long hours as well so you will be cut off from it sometime or the other so that so worked for me yeah. and um, so throughout yeah. the week because we have a competition the next week the team has to work hard there is a deadline there is a deadline that's working so that was this, was this the really same team was this the same team that helped you in your main uh, project that you used to yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So we created sort of a feedback loop, right? We going on Monday. Uh, we ah. submitted a task. We haven't got selected. Why haven't we got selected? Maybe we don't. We haven't put enough work on the table. Okay, let's go back and develop a few more modules so that next time we can send three or four modules. Okay, we haven't got selected. Maybe our assumption is not correct. We got to mm-hmm. rethink that. Let's mm-hmm. rethink. Create something else as well. Okay, maybe we need a little bit more clients. Let's go talk to ten people that customer reviews. 
so week mm. after week because we had a deadline the coming monday or friday or saturday whenever the fest used to be we used to go for 2 3 months we tried 2 3 months so i am uh, master plan iit bombay eureka we tried all of these and at the end we actually got selected for for dhanan sagar gopal institutions and okay. these guys pre incubated us after we graduated Mm-hmm. so it worked out perfectly right and we had something mm-hmm. to show these people because we had worked that whole year we Correct. got a lot of support in the beginning also from this institution so mm-hmm. i would recommend that if anybody thinking of a business execute and strategize side by side and one great way to strategize is for going for these plans and that drives your execution will also because when you losing is a great motivation i think right because i take it mm-hmm. personally meko kaise nikal gaya yaar main to ye hu i'm like this how can i take uh-huh. me out so I yeah. hate losing, and uh, I take it very personally. Like I's not like you know, I'm going to shrug my shoulders saying, "Ha, chill there." No, I I really hate losing. So I felt that that was a great motivation for me because it became competitive, and uh, that that's what drives me. I guess other people don't like that culture, but for me, that worked for me. I think you know when you when you were mentioning you know external stimulus because that, that you hit the nail on that part yeah right. I think we wanted to advance I want to advance a bit more on that aspect you know um shortly in a while but then external stimulus I think we both me and Fazal can you know share a little bit light on that as well because uh, for us external stimulus is basically the number of views that we get and the number of uh, positive uh, comments we get back from our well wishers it's as it's as simple as that. You know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you something on a on a personal side. You know, you you mentioned about being optimistic, like ridiculously being optimistic. But you know, there's going to be a part of you from inside which tells you, "Ki bro, actually, just chill out. Maybe maybe this is not your thing." So, did you ever question yourself like that inside, and how did you how did it affect your mental health? Maybe in that case, because it happens for yeah, me individually because... in our semesters. You know, I'm trying to be optimistic, but there's always going to be something that keeps questioning me from inside. You know. so because a part of you thinks you're delusional right you'll be like are you delusional why are you thinking this much is something right yeah yeah puzzle yeah, yeah. good question yeah okay acha theek hai this is part of the cycle i'm in my low phase right now so you take like a third person's perspective you observe yourself from a third person's perspective acha abhi you're in your low phase that cycle has come where you're on the downside that was something real that really helped instead of thinking about i shouldn't have these feelings instead of thinking about i shouldn't be thinking about this I realize that thinking like this is completely normal, and one way to actually understand is by accepting it. So when you accept something like that, right? It's like when you have a stomach ache, right? You don't think that why am I getting a stomach ache, man? My body is my 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 body is faulty. Maybe I'm not doing something right. You know, maybe I'm I'm worthless. You don't think like that, right? You say, "Acha, aaj aaye, kal chale jayega." What's the big deal? So that's, that that's really probably the me. best. That's probably the best example you could try best to summarize. Best analogy. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, you don't get depressed over a stomach ache, right? So uh-huh. when you having, when you're getting depressed over feeling low, you just think, you know that okay, you know today I'm feeling this. Next month if I kill it, I'm out of this phase. Right. Okay. Uh, I have, I have, thing... I have a personal Hi, question. I have a personal uh-huh. question. You know, uh, a lot of people you see it on social media. You talk to other people. They tell you that <laughs> you know, put 22 hours of work each day for the next 365 days, and things will fall in the right place. you know and on the other side there are a group of people who are successful now you know and they'll be like no work smart work smart and you don't have to work hard and uh, maybe that will get things in right place for you so what what uh, in what side do you like to uh, you know fall into yeah. like with your business or with your startup do you think that working hard was the right way working smart is the right way or a combination of both and a perfect mix of both is the right way <laughs> um so i think you, you i'll have to break it down right because 
I think working hard is a label that is really ambiguous because mm-hmm. what is what exactly is working hard, right? For an ops guy, is making those hundred to hundred calls every day to get vendors onto your app. For a strategist, it's about taking correct decisions and mm-hmm. the amount of work you do to c- take those correct decisions. And if you can take that correct decision in two hours, what is the need to put sixteen more hours? Probably crunching numbers that you've already done again. So yeah. I feel that. You have to understand what is your role, right? Now, for example, if your business is sales oriented and you are the salesman of the team, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be out there making those hundred to hundred calls every day. Come what may, you have to be going for your weekend events for networking. It yeah. goes without saying. But if you're somebody who's steering the ship, I feel that you need time to actually a learn because there's so many different things which you're not comfortable with. I didn't know anything about digital marketing. I didn't know anything about coding. So how am I to strategize without knowing this? So I need to take time to learn. Now I don't know if that comes into the nine to five. Yeah, I don't know if that comes into the twenty-two hours of pure hard work. It comes into your side relaxed time. I'm not sure, but I feel that if you are sort of steering a ship, if you're leading a firm which is somewhat automated, which you have enough people to do different things, you have to be responsible of taking correct decisions hmm. and. You have to work hard towards making correct decisions. So that could be meeting people, that could be reading books, that could be just taking the evening off to you know reflect tomorrow with a fresh mind. Right. So I would say don't make it work. The twenty-two hours of work is not going to make sense. Having results and having a plan to go for those results, uh, having the plan to go for those goals, that is what makes sense. So yeah, I think even yeah. you could even work twenty-two hours in a day and not make it big. In fact, I used to work a lot in at Compass, and I felt that had I taken time off, had I taken more time off, had I gone back to the drawing board, you know, yeah. basically quit the hustle in the middle and mm-hmm. strategize a bit better, we would have been able to come out of few of our slums. That is what I think. Um, just a one, just one small thing. I think you know, a couple of minutes back, you were mentioning something on the lines of the. Uh, you know, You know, your your startup got incubated in uh, this this institution that you mentioned, and uh, one thing is like this June two thousand nineteen post your graduation to December two thousand nineteen with your product development phase, right? What I think I am personally curious about is your post uh, to December two thousand nineteen till most recently until your uh, until your uh, startup. Um, you know, you guys have dispersed and you guys have. uh move your you move your own way uh, to put in a better way uh, is like this entire covid situation right how how did it like uh, what were the challenges that you guys had to face let's mm-hmm. admit it there's a lot of challenges that you guys mm-hmm. had to face right mm-hmm. one thing is you know coming out of it was itself a big thing you know when somebody if if you personally have told me already if you like you already had told me that you know we had to go through covid <laughs> to go you know for the santa startup to sustain when you mentioned 5% chances for sustaining after the first year a bit more about that as well you know about the sustenance during covid situation and you know what were the things that you guys had to change and adapt to the situation right so like during the during the entire covid situation did you have uh, any time plan to go to a b2c platform or how did it how yeah. did it how did it came to a decision where you thought ki This is this is the time we put brakes on, and maybe we start to you know get to the jobs or you know decide mm. ki let's this is an end. You know what yeah. made you think that, and what was the thought process that went behind? Yeah. So I'll have to highlight a little bit about how our business was post development, 
where did we face struggles and why did we finally quit so to start with how our business was post development because we had a lot of uh, free trials going on with schools we were able mm. to get a contract we will get one b2b contract and we were able to get something known as a b2b2c contract uh basically instead of the school giving us all the 400 kids they let us advertise in that school and whoever was interested could come for our product uh-huh. so we got these two deals from schools and uh, we had work a lot of work on our trade that time right we had to hire counselors we had to set up internal systems so i got the deal from i think in end of may so all of may june july august december uh, august september october went into just servicing clients because suddenly you're going from 0 to like 500 right and its okay. volume is insane so you had to service all these clients and my four to five months went into just servicing these clients mm-hmm. okay. problem started in october so okay. in october i went and i was pitching to other schools because i felt that i need to get more business next year to sustain so when this i was october schools, of this is october of 2020 right just 20. to make sure october 2020 mm-hmm. okay october 2020 So when I was going to other schools to talk to them, I realized that schools are lacking profitability because a COVID. Some schools are doing uh, some schools have lost. Although they're charging for some schools have lost revenue in terms of you know canteen ka revenue and you know something like you know from shop revenue and yeah. basically the other goods that are on facility they lost revenue from that. On campus and revenue. another yeah. precisely and another reason why schools are struggling is that the government of India has launched. a new policy wherein one fourth of every school basically one fourth of every class in a school has to belong to an economically weaker section mm-hmm. students have to belong to an economically mm-hmm. weaker section mm-hmm. and you can't charge money for that mm-hmm. so what's happened right now is that if you look at it one fourth of the customer base has eroded because you can't charge money from them so automatically you have going to have profitability issues and i spoke to two to three school owners and i realized not happening we have to switch we have to move from this uh, business model right. we are probably going to lose our dav deal also next year that's what was going on in my mind so that is when the struggle started because suddenly we had to move to b2c suddenly we had to hire a digital marketing i mean okay. i always thought of doing it but now mm-hmm. the threat was imminent i had to do it or i risk losing business so then we went to hire digital marketing teams working on your search engine optimization working on your Google advertisement, setting up Google My Business, the typical digital marketing jingle that you would do, having a lot more webinars, having a lot more uh, events, trying our best to get that. But in B two C business, whoever is going to start a B two B business, remember you need capital to burn. You're going to be having a cost of acquisition, and you're going to be have you're going to have to burn money. Your cost of acquisition. And the amount of business you're going to be getting initially is going to be a lot lesser than the amount you're spending on getting customers in the first place. So mm-hmm. it, it's a well-known factor. It, all the all the startups are doing it. Be it your Uber, be it Zomato, be it Paytm. Everybody has a cash burn. Everybody has a high cap. So that is one thing that you have to be aware of. And we were a B2B business, so I felt that had I taken a month or two and probably you know revamped my business to a more B2C as to a B2C business, I would have done better instead of just taking my b2b business and dumping it into the b2c market right. okay. so okay. i felt that that is one mistake i did and because of that we were having high customer acquisition because of that we were making losses and okay. we were not getting funded because uh, there were career councils in the market who were already funded so i felt that we were not we were unique in terms of the experiential learning aspect but the career counseling market is well tapped 
so mm. we weren't able to raise funds mm-hmm. i have an option right now to spend another 2 years in developing a product mm-hmm. or joining a fast paced business mm-hmm. and learning how to develop a product from them while getting paid for it okay so mm. the latter option seemed more sensible then you know starting all over again on your own with nobody to teach you mm-hmm. so that's when i realized that okay now i want to go for a job but i was very adamant that i don't want to go for any job i want to go for a job that actually teaches me how to run a business and how to develop a product or how to scale a product mm-hmm. so i looked at product management roles i looked at strategy roles i looked at new business initiative roles because i felt somewhere down the line all the three of them would help me understand how to build a product better Right. So that was my mindset, and that is why I decided to get back into corporate because I felt that let me learn from here and maybe try again after one or two years. Right. Okay. So right now, right now you're in the space where you're trying to learn and develop new skills, and then you probably will be coming back into the entrepreneurship world. Is that is that the takeaway? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. There's no doubt about it. Cool. I think um, <laughs> one of the th- you know when you mentioned. Um, when you mentioned i think it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of courage to to admit that okay we might screw up later on let's just pull up our socks and you know let, let's try to do some swot analysis like they say you know <laughs> like to understand what you're uh, signing up with right i think it takes yeah. a lot of courage to admit that you know um okay this is not going to work well especially with you know you hit the nail on those b2b b2c aspects like you know we don't have any idea of that and then if you were able to like um you know explain it in like crisp terms it it right. it made sense that okay we had a small picture of what it means to you know sign up for an edtech business right now at least and you know especially those funding situations you know it gets a little more um, you know when you're trying to quantize a particular thing it that's where you understand okay this is getting real right now yeah you i just i just want to bring you back to this particular thought you know i think let's just uh, you know let, let's just let this be a clip or something one thing was you know when you mentioned um, exit opportunities a bit more about that you know about exit opportunities like you know the the skills that you bring to the table to a particular firm uh could you share a bit more about that you know yeah sure so i think it's very important for whenever you're getting into your first job whenever you're doing something right after college keep in mind what are exit opportunities two years from now how where can you go from here so about starting my own company what are the exit opportunities you have as an entrepreneur i feel that you have a a lot of exit opportunities in terms of joining high growth startups uh-huh. and be more importantly doing the kind of work you want to do so just to tell you a little bit about my story uh i've signed on right now with an indonesian financial api platform and okay. uh, their series b funded company and uh-huh. i'm working as a cxo office staff and just to be very honest with you guys i don't think i would have got this role right after college or okay. i don't think i would have got this role if i had taken up the job i had in hand after college the right. reason i got this job was solely because i worked for 2 years to build my own thing mm-hmm. they assume i have the understanding of how different departments work mm-hmm. they feel i'm comfortable you know doing many things at one time people start rooting for you a lot and that is when return on karma comes in right because so many people are rooting rooted for me right now and when i put up that post about me quitting compass i would say shutting down or you know revamping myself as an entrepreneur that's that's how i like to put it yeah i got so much support like i had about 10 20 people reaching out to me uh, just wishing me luck i had five six of my friends giving me job offers the next day like you know why don't you come to our firm and i'll give you an internal recommendation uh, the company i'm joining right now 
the COO saw my post and messaged me after that. And there were all roles, exactly what I wanted, right? Strategy, new business initiatives, product. So suddenly I have revamped myself into somebody who deserves these jobs because right. I did put in those two years creating something that I can show to different people. So right. your exit opportunities are going to be immense when you start your own thing. It doesn't have to be just in tech. The reason mm-hmm. people get high paying jobs, the reason people do well in life is mm-hmm. people take risks. People mm-hmm. have the ability to take risks. People mm-hmm. feel that, okay, you know, whatever happens, I can take a risk. I can better on myself. And you've already seen the downside. I've seen the downside. The downside is what? I got a lot of support and I got a job. So right. the downside is now suddenly the downside is not so bad. And because you've been through it once and the upside is immense. It was so important to yeah. highlight. Because I feel like if, if pe- this is how people think. It's like if you fail at something, there's nothing to take from it and you cannot leverage any of the skills that you put in, the effort that you put in for the past two, three years. But then you mentioned about the exit opportunities that you had, you know, leaving from the startup. You had much better job opportunities than people who would just like to uh, opt for a job. Out of college, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that was that was important to highlight. I think to close things on a high note, mm. uh, I just want to say like thanks for really, <laughs> you know, say you know just take making some time for our podcast and you know making yeah. sure that I think like we I personally felt it was it was worth it <laughs> to make sure that you know I just wanted to make ha- make this happen mm. at least you know invite you to our podcast and share those um, you know nitbits of things that we felt we totally needed to know. And thanks a lot for coming. I think if Fazil right. has something to share. Yeah. Right, right. No, I, I, I was very impressed with the, you know, uh, uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago that you're taking a break now. You're going to learn yeah. new things and you're going to come back into the entrepreneurship world. I don't think anyone knows this, you know, this is also possible. Something like this we can do, you know. So I think that was very important to highlight. So thanks for that bit of information. So Being we haven't quit book. yet. We haven't quit yeah. yet. This is an interval yeah. and the second half is yet to come. It's like that. And once... Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And once God willingly the uh, business is successful, we'll have Sunirai back on the show uh, talking about the successes this time and what went right rather than what went wrong. So thanks, yeah. thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. It was a beautiful joyride time that we had.